Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You're listening to Probably True. This podcast contains strong language and adult themes throughout. Because it'd be boring otherwise. This is actually the story of my second first kiss. My first came about a decade earlier at the hands of Leslie Hewson. She threatened to beat me up if I didn't kiss her best mate, Terry Lewis, at playtime. But that's not for here. I was 16, full of vim and vigour, and needed to rebel in some exciting and unique way. Sadly, I was stuck in a small mining village in Yorkshire. There were a few of us from villages nearby who would gather once a week for what we called a book discussion group, at least to our parents. And, you know, there were books in the room. One of the group used to run a small bookshop and that's where we'd meet. But mostly it was just a place to hang out with fairly intelligent people and occasionally drink wine. This was our teenage rebellion. No cider on a park bench for us. This being the late 90s, Alongside some very slowly downloading porn pictures, I would chat with the book club people and, you know, others, via our superfast 56k modem and instant messenger, which was ICQ. Remember, at this time, the internet was still on the phone, so I could only use it when my mum didn't want to call my nana. Wireless broadband and even mobile phones were still a few years away. One night, I was chatting away to one of the book group called Big Tall Phil. We would pass hours just putting the world to rights as only self-assured teenagers really can. Everything from religion and how Judeo-Christian religions are obviously just a bastardization of a far nobler paganistic ritual, and politics and how the ruling classes were completely out of touch with today's culture, and it could only be a matter of a couple of years tops before the revolution came and restored a neo-Marxist utopia. And, of course, sex. We were all teenagers after all. I think I spent most of my time on ICQ one-handed typing, whether the other person knew it or not. I remember one time him telling me he was bisexual, and I think my response was something along the lines of, well, of course, I think everyone is deep down. The only reason most guys don't try it with another guy is because of this huge heteronormative pressure placed on us by today's society. I must have been really tedious back then. Anyway, after a few minutes of tedious jabber about how everyone should just embrace their inner natural bisexuality, I realised this wasn't the most interesting way to talk about sex on the internet, so I made some offhand remark about covering him in squirty cream and licking it off. You know, that was the sexiest thing I could think of at the time. I was young, remember, and there was no real porn. So we laughed and the conversation moved on. A few months later, I was bored, I had the house to myself, and I was on ICQ, chatting away as usual, and Big Tall Phil logged on. He was complaining that he too was bored and had nothing to do. He didn't live that far away from me, so I invited him round to watch The Lost Boys on VHS. You'll probably have to Google that. I remember hanging up his coat and hearing this weird clanking noise coming from his coat pocket. When I asked about it, he said, incredibly offhandedly, Oh, that's probably just the squirty cream. I remember the feeling of shock and mild dread. Oh, 
Judeo-Christian God, he meant it, he thought I meant it too. I was trying to do the ha-ha-ha, yes, we're all adults who've seen it all before and are confident about this sort of thing. <laughs> I laughed and we settled down to watch TV. He sat across the room from me and I remember having to think up more and more casual ways of edging closer and changing seats while being incredibly nonchalant about the whole thing. You know, I was being very, very cool. I'd make a cup of tea and sit a bit closer or go and fetch biscuits and move across the sofa. I'd let the dog out and back in again and sit on the floor a bit nearer him. I wasn't really allowed on the sofa with drinks anyway. Mum bought a new three-piece suite about six months earlier. I'd only just talked her into taking the plastic off of it. I don't know why she bought a cream one when she's got a clumsy son who likes red wine. I was terrified of spilling anything on it. Anyway, eventually we were both laid on the floor with our cups of tea, parallel to each other, about a foot apart. It was now or never. I froze. I had no idea what to do next. But then, I think if anything, it was the fear that if I didn't do something, I might just explode. I awkwardly just grabbed his thigh, and we laid there for a minute. Nothing else happening. No one spoke. Then I kind of shrugged and realised that I'd already come this far, and I might as well go for it, so I lunged quickly and smushed my face into his. Bristles. Stubble. That's the main memory I have of that first kiss. That and the shock that came with realising how much I was enjoying it, and that it felt good and right and really quite exciting. This was rebellion. It went on for a while. Lost Boys ended. Things got a little heated. And we found a use for the squirty cream. And then, horror of horror, I heard the front door open and my dad started to come in. Panicking, I threw Phil's clothes at him and hissed at him, Get dressed! As I struggled into my jeans and looked for my t-shirt. Phil responded, but nowhere near quickly enough. He didn't know what was going on. I was fully dressed, but he was half in his t-shirt and his jeans were still round his knees. In some sort of slow motion, I could see the living room door open as my dad started walking into the room. I looked around frantically for a cushion or something to throw into Phil's lap to cover up the fact that he still hadn't done his jeans up properly. Nothing presented itself. My dad was less than a second away from finding me alone in a room with a boy with half his clothes off. Suddenly, an idea struck me. I pushed Phil onto the sofa and I sat down sharply on his lap, just as my dad rounded the door. Remember keeping my face deadly serious as I met my dad's gaze perched on a strange boy's lap in the middle of the living room and said, Yeah? Uh, hello. You lads all right? Asked my dad, looking understandably confused at what was happening. Yeah? I said, as if giving a stranger a lap dance on mum's three-piece suite was entirely normal. You? Uh, right. Well, I'm going to bed. Good night. And with that, he shut the door, and I never saw him again. No, no, I did. (laughs) But I have to imagine he went upstairs and tried to scrub the whole image out of his head with some Dettol and a loo brush. Phil and I relaxed and reluctantly went back to more normal seating arrangements and continued watching the telly. It was the end of Red Nose Day, and they were celebrating beating the previous record. Then they showed Carry On Up the Kyber, the irony of which was lost on us. The reason I'm telling you this is because I found out recently that the beautiful, lovely, incredibly clever man I shared this kiss with tried to kill himself recently. He isn't the only one. Queer people are much more likely to suffer from depression and mental health issues than straight men and women. Whoever you kiss, if you're suffering with something like this, you're not alone. You don't have to deal with it by yourself. Please, talk to someone. If you'd prefer to talk to a stranger, you can Google mental health charities in your area. Or if you're in the UK, call the Samaritans for free anytime from any phone on 116-123. That was Probably True, a storytelling series written and produced by me, Scott Flashheart. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 